are you the C word? That's the question. And before your mind starts to wander too far, the word I'm speaking of is codependent in your relationship. You know, codependency gets such a bad term. It gets such a bad rap. Like how much you, I feel like at some level, if you're going to be in a healthy relationship, you have to be somewhat codependent, right? Leah's going to break down that scale with us as we get into today's Monday edition of Certified Mama's Boy. Hi, my name's Kramer and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy what Podcast. What's going on? Welcome back to the show. Glad to have you here. Uh, this is the, it's 9-12, uh, 12th of September. We are a podcast that's done daily, that's based in three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. Let's talk about 9-11 because it was yesterday. That's a terrible way to start a Monday show. Let's talk about the, one of the worst things that ever happened in our country. Um, but yeah, let's talk about it for a second because my mom and I are having different reactions and I have not listened to her pep talk yet. So if you listen to Sunday's pep talk, you may already know what she's about to say, but I do not. Um, you were saying you're feeling pretty somber today. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's because, um, you know, we went to that museum and uh, the 9-11 Museum, and, and mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, there's just something, there was something about seeing that, that yeah. just really stuck in my heart. And I, you know, I've just been kind of seeing it in my head all day today. And so I- What I, specifically, what do you, what specifically do you think you're- Well, you know, the wreckage and I'm thinking about those calls that were made. Yeah. And all the heroes that were there to, you know, to help all those people and just the devastation and all those names of people that were just lost in that moment. Yeah. You know, their lives were gone. And how many people that affected, that loved and cared for all those people? There were three, there were 3,000, mm-hmm. you know. And so before I saw the museum, I mean, you know, it's always reflective of it, but today I've been really very sad about it and thinking about how during that time we all came together and we were so close and connected and, right. you know, we loved, remember we all, remember we all liked each other for like three months. It was yeah, really kind of cool. We loved one another. And that's why, yeah. that's what I said in my pep talk. So what changed, you know? Yeah. Um, right. Uh, my mom and I just just a backstory in case you're new to our podcast. My mom and I went to the 9/11 museum um, back in I guess in May was mm-hmm. it May we went mm-hmm. yeah it was, it was Labor Day it was Memorial Day weekend mm-hmm. and so that was a it was it was a yeah it was crazy like it was definitely like a way more personalized experience I think when you can go and see it mm-hmm. but honestly so today as we're recording is 9-11 I honestly didn't even realize it was 9-11 I've not been on social media much today uh-huh. but I I honestly like and I hate to say this but I kind of forgot about it yeah I, I kind of forgot I that think it was even most 9- of us have forgotten about it yeah like I don't know if that's, if that's I mean, that kind of makes me sad to be honest mm-hmm. with you it kind of makes me feel disappointed in myself yeah I mean that, it's like, been I didn't 21 even, like, years I, I woke up this morning. I like wasn't thinking I, all throughout the weekend. I wasn't really thinking about it. I wasn't, you know, usually I like, you know, it's going to come, it's going to come. And I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, it's nine 11. Like, I don't know for some reason, I probably didn't realize it was nine 11 until about two o'clock today. Mm-hmm. 
And like, that's, that makes me sad. Like that makes me just feel like crap. Um, that's why when my mom says she's feeling super somber, I don't know though too, because, you know, since I wasn't on social media, mm-hmm. I almost wonder if like that was a, like, <sighs> we always say that social media has a way of just highlighting moments. Right. And like, if you're not, if it wasn't in your face, mm-hmm. how would it really affect you? Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's a terrible tragedy. Well, honestly, I know? haven't seen anything about it today. Of course, I haven't been on social media today. And I haven't, yeah. I mean, I watched some some of the news shows that come on on Sunday morning for a few minutes with Jim. They weren't really talking about it. Um, yeah. And then, you know, at the um, at the U.S. Open, they had an opening ceremony, you know, uh, with the flag and the military and, you know, it was, that was very touching too, but, you know, it's really, it was the impact of the museum that made it different for me this year. Just reflecting Mm. back on that. Remember the gallery of dogs? Yeah. The dog one was sad for me. Oh god! I don't know know why that was the most touching part to me. Um, they had a gallery of just dogs that had helped. Mm and 9-11 and kind of watched their journey mm-hmm. and like went and took pictures of them like you know years later to see how they were doing and stuff and right. i don't know that was like super i mean all of it was don't get me wrong it was it's a very sombering place oh it is like when i was there i mean i feel, I for sure felt it but i was just i don't know today i just woke up and i was like i didn't even think about it that's mm-hmm. not a very good american of me and i feel disappointed <laughs> in myself to be honest well with you. sadly you know i think i think that's true of most of us that we don't i wonder really I, honestly i wonder how how'd you feel how'd you feel this night i mean we're 21 years removed now yeah you know how did you feel i'd be curious how you felt mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. uh or yesterday i should say mm-hmm. um you know during during 9-11 um something we had a chance to talk about last week actually this is still a lot of stories from atlanta we get a chance to talk about mm-hmm. but Top Gun, not that great of a movie. Yeah. Not that great of a movie. I know this is uh this is now thirty years. We're talking about things that happened in the past. Uh, <laughs> thirty years, re- and, and and argue this with me. I don't think Top Gun's that great of a movie. My mom and I finally watched. I'm talking about the first one. We haven't watched the second one yet. My mom and I sat down because we were going to watch the first one and the second one, and we only had time for the first one. And I don't know why everyone says that movie is so good. Yeah, I don't get it. You know, it's more of a romance. It almost seemed like more of a chick flick. I just, you know, like there's just some movies you you understand why everyone loves them. Uh Uh-huh. You know, like most of the classics, and and if you're new to our podcast, you may not know this, like I missed like a whole chunk, like a couple of decades of movies for some reason. I don't even know why. I feel like my mom kept me in a locker somewhere and just didn't (laughs) let me go see any, like any movies. (laughs) I kept you in that dungeon. Yeah, I was living in the basement. You up down there. No access to me, but it's true. Like, I didn't have. I don't. I don't have. I didn't see most of like the classics. Yeah, we really and didn't so, go to the movies very much. No, and so I'm going back now as an adult and rewatching them. Yeah, and um, I am like some of them. I'm like, oh yeah, totally. I get it. even like if it, it seems at a date. I'm like, I totally understand. Like Back to the Future. Love, yeah, great movie. All th- well, pretty much all good. Uh, all like the Nightmare on Elm Streets, 
saw all five of them. Yeah. A little, little hokey, but I get why they were a big deal. Like, I, I can take myself like to the moment because sometimes you have to like kind of take yourself back in time and be like, okay, you know, like mm-hmm. what, what were things like in the 80s or 90s? Ghostbusters. Yeah. Great. Fun. You know, oh, yeah. I get it. So much Top fun. Gun, not a great movie. Doesn't yeah. really like, does, and like, I don't. <laughs> I don't really understand like what the what the hype is, Mom. What's your? What, I know this is a thirty year too late review, but <laughs> everybody's what, uh, seen it except us. Yeah, it came out in eighty six, <laughs> so thirty five years later, and we're only, we're talking about the first one, not Maverick, because we haven't seen that one yet. But what do you, yeah. what do you what was your what was your takeaway from it? Well, you know, I love the romance of it. You know, yeah. the whole romance between him and the instructor. I loved all that, but you know, as far as the stunts it, and all yeah. of that. No, that really wasn't that impressive <laughs> to me. Maybe it's because yeah. now all of them are so extraordinary. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. that seemed mild compared to a lot of movies you see today. That's that true. So and maybe like for the, that you're maybe on like the for, edge of the seat, you know? Yeah. For the time, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. I but I just, I don't know. Do I, with it. I walked away from being like, meh, that yeah. was way of, and it makes me apprehensive to watch the second one now because y'all were saying, like, oh, the second one's the best movie ever. Well, y'all said the first one was good too. <laughs> now I'm like, I don't know. Well, at least, I don't know if you can be trusted. At least he doesn't lose his partner in the second one. That's what I've heard. I'll tell you the number one piece of feedback that I've gotten over the weekend was uh, Friday I started setting up my um, MacBook. Oh, boy. And, if you aren't here Friday, so I said I finally got a brand new laptop and I'm for the first time switching over to a switching over to a Mac mm-hmm. and it's the most intimidating process ever. <laughs> so intimidating. Two things, two things I worked on on Friday. I'm really proud of. Number one, got rid of my DVR service. I don't feel good, good about that. Whoop. Didn't need gone, it. Done. $10 a month. Got it back in my wallet. Boom. Good. Great. Good. Um, Number two, though, is I guess so I open this MacBook up and it's it might as well. I might as well be learning French. Like I might as well be learning a completely different language because I just can't. I, I just I don't get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't I don't get I don't get it. I've not used it yet. Like I, I set it up and then I instantly open back my PC, the one that I'm using the disposable face mask for. <laughs> right. And. I d- I'm not gone back. Uh-oh. I've not opened it back up one time. It's literally sitting right here. It's beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful little machine, mm-hmm. uh, but I have not touched this thing again. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the next time I will actually open this thing up. You're <laughs> I guess have I just to go feel so intimidated. T- you're going to have to go on YouTube and get some help. Let's get to our quote for today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you crack me up. Okay, I thought that since we're having, um, they're having 10 days of uh, remembrance for Queen Elizabeth, I would throw in some Queen Elizabeth quotes this week. Um, This one says, It has always been easy to hate and destroy. To build and to cherish is much more difficult. And that's so true. I mean, so true. I mean, I think even about 9-11, you know, we really cherished life in the moments of that devastation. And we cherished the people in our lives. And we cherished people we didn't even know. You know, yeah. our hearts were so open to each other. Um, 
But that's so hard to sustain. And it, it is so much easier to hate people and just, you know, I mean, that's that's what war is all about, right? It's yeah. hate and destruction. Um, so I wish the world was a different place, but it is what I it think is. About, I think she I, was I think about this a lot. Because I think about 9-11, I think about just, it was like what I felt like was the one time <laughs> that I can remember mine, like in my life, that we all like came together and like worked together. Maybe mm-hmm. not the only time, but I felt like, no, there may be some other times. Mm-hmm. You know, like I felt like... Maybe Katrina felt like we at least wanted, but 9-11 was like. Well, that was a national experience, you know? I mean, yeah, right. really, as a nation, we all we all were together in that because we And knew it felt that, very personal versus like a storm. Because we but were. But it's only like we attack were being I can attacked. think of. We were being attacked yeah. by terror, terrorists. All of right. us were being attacked. Right. Um, but why do you feel like. We didn't get there with COVID. Hmm. Why do you feel like we didn't? Like I was, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something really crappy that I said, like about a year before COVID was like, and this is not on a, on a radio station or anything, but I was, I, I don't mean, I mean, I haven't said this out loud. I don't remember, but like things were so politically split, right? And they have been for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And I like in my head, or I, I may have said this to somebody. I was like, I kind of. I kind of feel like we need another 9-11. Mm-hmm. Like something to like bring us together mm-hmm. because it did. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to look at the upside, mm-hmm. shout out Callie Jeff. Mm-hmm. But if you want to look at the upside mm-hmm. of 9-11, and I don't mean to sound insensitive, but just being honest, like it was a really humanizing experience, humanitarianism. I don't know if that's the right word I'm looking for. Yes, it was a humanitarian experience. Like we all, I just feel like we all mourn together. We all care. We we would do whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, just to like, but then why, why do you feel like, cause I, and then I remember COVID hit and I was like, man, I mean, this might be really bad, Mm -hmm. but I feel like for our country, This could be really, really good mm-hmm. because as we're fighting this battle together, and, and this is not even just – this could be good for the world mm-hmm. that like yeah. we're not fighting. Like we've got – we have to come together because we're all – like we've got a big problem to solve here. Mm-hmm. You know? And it was. It was mm-hmm. – it wasn't – it was different than 9-11, but it was similar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very different. But still, so, tra- but still a tragedy in its own way. Yeah. Um, but this one was like every. It was like we were. It's like us versus this un unseeable virus. Right. And it did not do that. <laughs> it did not bring us closer together. Not in America. I think other countries it did. I saw some really cool things. I mean, maybe not. You know, because I'm just seeing things on social media. But like. It, I don't think it did as I, – I think it did as damage mm-hmm. socially. Yeah. I, well, it was a, a very – it was a very different kind of leadership politically for sure. And, you know, I think that our politics during the pandemic made us so divisive. Um, just sad, just you know. We couldn't come together. Like, like we can't come together on a lot of things even now. Um, but did we? I can't. Cause you got to keep in mind. I was. Let me think. Nine eleven. I would have been. <sighs> it was twenty one years ago. 
21. So I would have been 39, uh, 29, 19, 18. 18. I mean, 18 is my senior year of high school. Right. And so I didn't really keep up with politics. Right. You know, but keep in mind, like we had a, uh, we had a, a, a Republican president mm-hmm. similar to when we had a Republican president this last time with COVID. Mm-hmm. This is not to talk about politics, but like, mm-hmm. why is it so, why was it so different? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we build each other up like we did then? Like, what was the difference? You know, like, I just, I don't really, what do you, what do you think it was mom? No, like, I, like I really, what? I really think at the heart of it, it was the leadership or lack thereof. And um, that, you know, we were all caught so unaware, but just just like 9-11, but the response to the pandemic was so poor, you know. It, but I don't feel like, I don't, and I don't remember, again, I was just a kid, and so like, I don't really have the same, I wasn't as invested in politically mm-hmm. or socially, honestly, I was just a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like people gave the president at the time, I don't feel like it was like, maybe it was, was it divisive of how we were? I know like we, we fought over some war stuff, mm-hmm. but like, I just don't feel like there was this, like, we should do this. No, we should do this. No, no we should attack. And we, it was just like, it no. was just, it didn't feel like there was two sides. No. I think you know, George it just felt like we were like, Hey, a- we're Americans. And what do we need to do right. to make this right? Right. And, and George Bush standing firm to lead us as a nation to say we will get beyond this and we will find who did it and justice will be served. Um, you know, a different <laughs> it was just a different time and a different type of leadership altogether. Much we more compassionate. Put, I think compassion. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm just is it makes me sad. It pandemic. makes me sad. It honestly like if there's anything to take away. Like, like, I'm, read the quote one more time. You have it pulled up still. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but basically, it's about like building people, like, like yeah. loving people and building people up. Like, it has always like been easy been to so... hate. It has always been easy to hate and destroy. To build and to cherish is much more difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, why are we more like that? We're getting way off track, track here, but that's. I think it's lacking compassion and la- lacking love and. Respect, but why and, are we lacking and, compassion now? Why do you think in over twenty-one years? Because we, as a reflection yeah. in nine eleven, why do you think there's a lack of compassion mm-hmm. that wasn't here that we that I I felt mm-hmm. wasn't here twenty-one years ago, mm-hmm. almost to the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's a good it's a good thing to think about. Well, how about this? And instead of pointing the finger at anybody else, because I think I think a lot of people are listening right now, they're going to say, oh, it was Donald Trump or, oh, it was the Republicans or, oh, Nancy Pelosi. It's just like, how are you different? That's right. That's right. Stop pointing the finger, y'all. Stop, stop pointing the finger saying, if it wasn't for this or it wasn't for this, like, what are you, how are you different? Mm-hmm. How did you act differently during 9-11 than possibly you acted during COVID? Right. And maybe that's a good self-reflection versus like this. We love pointing the finger and blaming it. Oh, I know why we're not compassionate. It's because Joe Biden <laughs> told me that I had to get a shot. <laughs> Donald Trump said I got to wear a mask on my face. That's why I hate my neighbor now. No, Donald Trump said you didn't have to. <laughs> Whatever, you know. <laughs> like you said you did. 
Yeah, Fauci ruined my life. And that's why I've got to, I hate everyone now. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, it's such a different time. How personally irresponsible is that? Mm-hmm. Think about that. You're going to let somebody that you don't even know <laughs> affect you like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm self-reflecting too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I struggle with all this stuff. But have you really thought about that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. This is like a big eye-opening moment for me, though. <laughs> well, that's exactly what I said in my uh, quote-unquote pep talk yesterday, was that it's up to us to make the world a better place. It was up to us then. It's up to us now to make the world a better place for ourselves and for our children. It's our actions every day. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Mom. I got to be honest. I don't know how this birthday celebration thing is going to go. Oh. Um, you know, certified fans, hello. Thank you for another week of Certified Mama's Boy. Mm-hmm. Thank you for our tangents that you allow us to go on to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just bounced around so much in part one. That was crazy. Um, <laughs> really thankful. Uh, certified fans are people that can donate $6 a month to our show. And awesome, 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 awesome people. Thank you for doing that. We would not be, we would not have this podcast daily without certified fans. So just know that. But mom, um, what what perks do they get while we pull up our wheel for today? Okay. Well, they get a shout out on a show, a dedication, which we're doing right now. They get the same shout out for the day on our Facebook fan fam page, which you become a member of, which is just one of my favorite perks because I love I love getting to know you all so much better there. Um, they get discounts on merch. They get uh, special uh, they get special podcasts for things before the the general audience gets them when something new or fun or exciting is happening. Um, and we're very appreciative of the support. You get mom, totally. you get mom text. Um, Here, yeah, yeah, it's all about here's the, you. Here's the Here's the issue is that we use September as like our big push month um, to get, you know, more people to help donate. You know, like everyone, everyone does drives, you know, to make it bigger time of the year. And so we use September because my mom's birthday. My month. 70th and birthday. I know. We've lost three <laughs> people. this. We've lost three people this month. We've gained zero. We're net negative three right now. I don't understand. Honestly, like if I can just be completely transparent with you for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me fearful for the growth uh, and sustainability of Certified Mama's Boy. Mm-hmm. 
because mm, usually we have a goal of just three people a month, right? And right. we've mostly hit it. And we don't have, we we don't have three. Like we we've got like, negative I don't know. Three. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Maybe it's back to school. I don't know. But usually we're able to at least get our 10 for the month of September. So if you'd like to support our show, we'd love it. This would be yes. a great time to hop in here. It really is important for the growth of this show. So if you can help, text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8, in honor of my mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, still spinning, still using the PC to spin the wheel, mom. <laughs> okay. Still being held together by a disposable face mask. <laughs> um. Our certified fan of the day, which by the way, if you do join, when you do when you join, you get an episode dedicated to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we don't, we go back and we thank somebody that's been here before. Certified fan four sixteen is our certified fan of the day, okay. and they did not fill out the second part of their form. Oh no! So I'm gonna see if I can figure this out. Okay. Um, yeah, I just a reminder: there are two parts. I can't. Oh. I don't even know. I'm not even sure. Oh. Um, this is. Oh man, is it Jennifer? I don't know if it's Jennifer. Let me see if maybe you're a returning person and you've got more information somewhere else. We may need to if your if your email starts with J E N N, can you email me? Because I'm like right now. Who is this? Oh wait, I think it's somebody this is somebody returning. Okay, this is why. When you return, it doesn't tell me that you're coming back. So mm. you are actually oh, this is this is Jenny F. Okay. This is Jenny F. Okay. Jenny F. No wonder. I got so confused. Is Jenny that- F. from Chula Vista, California is a certified fan. He's an amazing person, by the way. He's been a big supporter of Certified Mama's Boy, obviously, because she's also certified fan number 61. Oh. Um, so thank you, Jenny. This is for you. Thank you for being a supporter, especially in the month of September. You've been with us since the second day. I know you took a break, but you came back. Oh. Uh, the second day of Certified Fans. So we just, really we're so thankful special. for you. Thank you for supporting the show and just believing in this mission as we've been doing it now for over two years and hopefully many years to come. Yeah. So, uh, Mom, let's give her a whoop whoop. Okay. Whoop whoop to Jenny F. Thank you for being here. We're very grateful. Thank you, Jenny. Is Jenny with an I-E or a Y? I hate getting this. Uh, J-E-N-N-Y. Okay. Jenny, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Um, and if you want to join us, text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. Also, if you've not gotten your free mama text, make sure you do that. Every Monday, we send out motivational texts from my mom, personalized just for you. And that's free. It's absolutely free. And all you got to do is text the word um, hello to 833-MAMA-TEXT. 833-MAMA-TEXT. Text hello, or you can just go uh, to the show notes and subscribe over there, and we can send you motivational text messages. Just something to make you feel good for your Monday. Mm. All right, Mom, that's it for today. I love you. Okay. Happy Monday, everyone. Love you forever. We call this next segment Mental Health Monday. We come on with my friend Leah Aguirre, who's a therapist every single Monday, and just talk about things you might talk about with a therapist or relationships or, you know, self-help, whatever. And uh, it's if you like the segment, we do it every single Monday. You know, codependency, I, I call Jess and her boyfriend codependent. We talk about it on the air a lot because they never they never leave each other's side ever. And they um, – Does she bring him to work? I mean, I, I probably some days. He's probably hidden under the under the counter. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> um, but they – you know, they're a product of they moved across the country and then COVID and they just – they really just don't separate. The, t- the only time they've ever left each other's side was when Jess went to uh, morning show boot camp. And this is, I'm not talking – 
I'm not talking bad behind her back. No, we were talking yeah. about this on the radio show. Uh, so it's You'll hard. Tell it to her face. I'll tell. I'll call her up right now. Yeah. Um. But I. Uh, <laughs> but I, I. I. We've talked about codependency before, but I find it very fascinating. It's something that I feel like we as single people mm-hmm. are all trying to be like, okay, not codependent. I live my own life. I'm so strong. But even people, I mean, I feel like it's become such a terrible word, right? Like, well, code- buzz, I think it's a buzzword. Probably. It's, it's, having, it's having its good moment right now in the, in the uh, mental health space. But I feel like there's got to be some codependency in a relationship, right? There mm. has to be. So first well, of all, let's define, how do you, how do you Leah, as a, a world-renowned therapist, how do you you've written you've written ones of ebooks and have thousands of Instagram followers? How do you how do you follow how do you how do you describe codependency? Do you want to ask that one more time? How do you I'm describe how, um, how do you describe codependency? I think it's a dynamic in which both people in a relationship are unable to see outside themselves. Of the like as a couple, so basically, I can't imagine my life without blank. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. in your whole identity, and and by the way, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be just a romantic no, relationship. No, 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 it could be friendship. No, but I mean, yeah, right. So any identity outside of the relationship, friendship. Parent. Like right. I was watching. Oh, yeah. um, I was watching Six Hundred Pound Life. I'm I, I'm fascinated <laughs> with that show, and I, I I like binge watch it for like every two years I'll binge watch like three seasons, you know, and that's my kick right now. And there's like this woman that, um, is like, she was saying she, her mom goes to work and they talk on the phone for six or seven hours while her mom's at work. And like, can't imagine like being away from her mom for that long. That's a very strong example of codependency. But then, okay. So then I get stuck on this, right? Cause Jess and I debate this all the time of like, you should love your partner, right? Like I'm sure everyone listening right now in relationships, like I love my partner. I love being around my partner. I love my life with my partner. And yeah. I guarantee you, there are some of you right now in your head that are saying, I can't imagine my life without my partner. Yeah. The problem with that, and I talk to clients about this all the time, is say you put everything into this other person, again, not necessarily a partner, but like, yeah, parent, family member, friend, whatever. What happens when that partner is you can't reach that person? Like, what if they're in a funk or in a bad space? What if you know what I mean? What if they're out of town? What if they're just preoccupied with work? What if and then I always and it's like morbid, but like, what if they pass away? Like, yeah, or you get divorced? What right. do you you know? Like, you grow apart, right? You don't want to get to a place where your whole sense of self is tethered to this person because then what do you have left? And that's, well, that's I, okay. I, so for yeah. example, I was, I was very codependent with my ex-wife, right? Like I would have a hard time going to events or like functions without her. Yeah. Because I was just so used to her being there. Like my comfort zone, she was almost like my, since I'm so introverted, you know, yeah. it was like, I didn't know how to really do if like go in front of people or like be around people without her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it felt, very bizarre. But then, okay, so then why – then how is that so bad? How in the world are we supposed to be in relationships if we don't feel like the other person is like we couldn't live without? I was, you know? ta- I was talking with friends about this actually last night, and we were saying it should be interdependent versus codependent where you know you can rely on this person that if something comes up, if there's an emergency, if there's a crisis, or even if you just want to like 
con- confide in someone that yeah. you have a safe person to go to and vice versa. So they can do that with you. But that if, if somehow again, that this person isn't reachable, you don't have them there, the world stops. Like that's not a great place to be, especially if you're in crisis or you're feeling some kind of way you're in this mental space and you can't get a hold of them or you can't talk to them or you're not with them anymore, whatever it is, that's not fair to you. So does that mean like then you just can't live life anymore? Like that doesn't seem like a healthy thing to to put everything on one single person or relationship. So know? then what well then so where is that fine line then I guess? Like but what I, that's the thing is I don't think it's like I know I always said it's not like super like straightforward like this is codependent and this is not. Right, I know. I know. I, know, I, you hate I, that I damn code I need, I just want I want clarity. Give me clarity on this, you know. So, but I think it's like, I think it's this idea of like knowing you'll be okay with or without this person. Mm. No, there's not codependency. And we're not saying if you lose this person, if you end a relationship, you won't be sad. Of course you will be like, that's okay. We're not, that's not the issue. I think it's, if you really are like, what's the point of living, right? Like, and again, like your whole world and your whole life like revolves around this person. That's, that's scary. It's scary to me because if something comes up, if something happens, what's like, does that mean like your, your existence doesn't mean anything that doesn't mm-hmm. mean like a healthy way to You've kind of lost your whole identity if it's not with the other person. Right. And that's the same thing when, you know, we talk about like obsessing over work or obsessing over when like you need to have a balanced life, not just with a person, with things that you do and activities that you engage in and where you find meaning. Well, so what do I do? If I'm one of those people right now that's like, oh my God, I couldn't imagine my life without my husband. I couldn't imagine my life without my partner. I couldn't imagine my life without my wife. Like, like, would you as a, a, would you as a qualified therapist, world famous therapist, would you, would you now say that's, that is a, a space you need to get out of? I would say, do we think that's a, like that's an effective way to live your life? Like, do we think that's mm-hmm. that's productive to your functioning? And again, like this is the thing. So, say, like your your partner, spouse, friend, like is going through something, right? So mm-hmm. they're just like in their own head, they're unable to really be there for you in the way that you need them, and you're just then you start spinning out of control. Is that is that is that fair to mm-hmm. you? And yeah. I don't think it is. And the same thing, even like I have clients that become like, and not so much now, but I, cause I'm like a lot better about explaining the purpose of therapy where I think they think the therapist will like cure them or be like the source of all their like worth. Right. right. Like, you are going to tell, like, you'll tell me what to do. Like, you're going to tell me how, like, and I'm like, no, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here. Like you have to find that within. It sounds corny, but you do because I'm not going to be here all the time. Right. You, don't, you need to have that come from within to have the capacity to think I'm great. I'm deserving. I, I have the ability to experience life on my own. And again, we're not saying to be alone for, but it's like this idea that I can, I can. Right. I, I honestly didn't, I don't think I had that before. Like I remember, I remember certain times in my marriage where I was like, I mean, I would hate when she wasn't there. Like she'd, she'd go out of town. I would just feel like so lost. I wouldn't even know how to go, go do things by myself. You know, like it felt, it felt wildly uncomfortable for her not being there. Yeah. Which now it's like the opposite. Now there's somebody around me. I'm yeah. like, Oh God, you know, <laughs> like, Oh my God. Um, but I remember thinking even when our marriage was bad, I was like, man, well, I guess I'd still rather have this than mm-hmm. be alone. And like, that's scary. Yeah. Like, I think I would have ended my marriage way before if I wasn't like codependent based. My life wasn't based around hers, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. So no, and so- I, I mean, I think too when, when <sighs> it's hard when both people are seeking that out too, because then that you get really stuck real fast, and that's the thing where I think if like those toxic relationships can play out, and if because if both people are are in it for those reasons, like it's hard to get out because you're kind of perpetuating that. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think with, with Jess's thing too, like it's pretty age appropriate and normal, right. For, um, people to move with their partners at a certain stage of life. Right. You're like, okay, sure. like this is getting serious. We're doing this. You and your wife moved around a lot together. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so I think, but I think it's more like, I think I see a lot of my, myself and them and it, and yeah. it makes me probably more concerned than I should be or than anyone yeah. should be, you know, because I was well, like, a man, lot of projection. Right. And I do that. Yeah, like we all, we all sure. do that. We all project our own shit onto other people for whatever reason, especially people we love. We're like, don't do what I did. Right. Like you're like, right. especially ones that you care about. And you're like, no, don't, don't do that. But I, I think too, like they might have to, might have to play out where they realize, okay, we need some space. Don't we have to break up, but like, we need to like choose different hobbies. I've had friends too, you know, I remember one conversation just a few years ago with a friend and I think her and her partner had either just got engaged or like just gotten married, one of the two. And she wanted to join like a league and he wanted to join it with, join it with her. And she's just like, I just want friends. Like I just want right, right. like a social life, something outside of my home life. Cause they were really strong, like a strong couple. And I think she was like, like, we're good. <laughs> like, we're good. Like, I don't need to, like, I see you every day. Like I need, well, what do you, well, with that said, what do you think? Like what percentage of, if you just, if you had to generalize in a healthy relationship, what should be independence and what should be codependence? What? Why does that have to be codependence? Why or like, it- how much time should you should you put into yourself, or how much time should you put into your relationship or effort or whatever you want to say? Like, what's the? Oh, I don't know percentage wise. I mean, I think, I think it's I, probably I don't think fifty fifty sounds right. Do you? You don't think it sounds right? I don't think it does. You think it sounds too little for the it couple? It sounds too. It sounds too little. I would think that a couple would need to put more into their relationship than they well, would need to put into themselves. So this is the thing. So say, like for example, you're exploring career, op- like different opportunities, or you're you have to consult with your partner if you're in a committed relationship. So that's sure. so yeah, you have this idea like these are the things I want, these are the things I want to do. I still need to loop my partner in, and that's part of the the supportive, healthy dynamic. So I don't think, I think it's not like you're just doing everything on your own. I feel like it's, yeah, you have interests, hobbies, you have goals outside of the relationship, but you still have to be cognizant of the other person. So I don't, I don't think it's like a matter of like half and half. I think it's when you make decisions, especially big ones, you do have to think about your partner and like how that will impact you as a couple or your sure. family, especially sure. financially. Right. So like, there's like, <clears throat> I don't, don't think it's like a for percentage. <clears throat> I think it's really more like, I see it more as like, um, what are those diagrams that overlap? You know what I mean? Venn diagrams. <laughs> hey, look at that. Boom. Pull that right on my fifth grade memory. That was yeah, good. Like there's like the, you know, like your, your, like your core self and then your like relationship self and they overlap. Like I look, I think of it in that way. Okay. I see it. Does that work well, for you? It, I mean, uh, no, I, I think that the, is that like 33%, I, I guess. I mean, I just, I, I think that's one thing I'm going to really struggle with because I know how important it is to have your own thing going in a relationship. Yeah. And yeah. I think that I'm going to have a really hard time because I also like when I have a partner, I, I enjoy spending time with them, you know, and I can very easily just fall hundred percent into my person and just yeah. make that a thing. I don't want to have that in my next relationship. So it's fine at this rate. I'm never being in another relationship. So no worries. You there. will. We going wild, back to this conversation. <laughs> are you dating right now? Nope. 
Are you being truthful? Yep. I'm really not. Okay. I really not. I, I found, you know, Leah and I, I told her I was going to be on, I think we said till September. You said 60 days. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. You're like 90, actually. I met up, I met up with a colleague for dinner, and that's it. Was it a date? Mm, not Blurry. really. Mm. Not really. Let's just say no. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Leah, where do we find you? You can Leah's find great, me. by the way. You should go follow all of her stuff because she he does really good stuff. He but he really does think I'm smart. I do. I do think you're smart. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at Her True Empowerment where I link my website, the podcast I'm on now, um, Generation Dry Podcast that I co-host with, and link to my ebook and all the things, all on my Instagram account. So check it out. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I really want you to argue why Top Gun was a good movie. I think that'd be a good debate for the week because I did not think that movie should have any kind of recognition of the way it does. That should be one of those movies you watch and we're like, what? And then you stop watching and we never talked about it ever again. <laughs> uh, let's debate it. 888 Kramer 8. It's good to be back. Big week on the show. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.